All right, the Lord is good. Let's continue. I don't know whether you can remember where we stopped. That was about two weeks ago when we ended our, well, where we stopped our teaching on the power of agreement. I want to continue on that particular point today, the power of agreement. The book of Matthew chapter 6, I want to read from verse 22. The eye is a lamb of the body. So then if your eye is single, your whole body will be full of light. Now, I want that literal expression. Some Bible will say if your eye is clear, okay? But what it says literally is that if your eye is single, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, or that is the opposite, literally say evil, but what the, the context in which he was speaking is that if your eye is the opposite of that which we saw earlier as being um, single. Let me just um, quickly do something. Let me read that from um, King James uses the expression single there. He says, if therefore thine eye be single, okay, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thy eye be evil, that is the opposite of being single, your whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. Let's continue reading. We need to read the rest of it. He now continues by saying that no one can serve two masters. Now that is not advice. It wasn't telling you that it's not good to serve two masters. It was telling you that as a matter of fact, no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God, he says, and wealth or mammon. For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? And he says the rest of the things that we know, we, we all know that part of the scriptures very well. Which ends in verse 34 by saying, So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow we care for itself. Each day, he says, has enough trouble of its own. Now, quickly again, open to the book of James. James chapter 1. Let's start from verse 5. We are going to verse 8. Uh, but let's take it in context by starting from verse 5. The main thing I want is from verse 8. But if any one of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith, without any doubting, for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind, for, the, for that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord. Being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Now, we have read these two portions of the Bible to bring out a number of things. Remember, what we are talking about is what? The power of agreement. We are talking about the power of agreement. And we have brought these, these two portions of Scripture. We have read these two portions to continue where we stopped. Remember, we said there is power in agreement. When we are talking about prayer, it's our school of prayer. We are discussing the things that have to do with how we pray. Now, we said there are three levels in which we must agree. What's the first level? Agreement with God. 
we, are, we must agree with God. Number two level is what? Agree with ourselves. That is, I as an individual, you as an individual. Each person must agree with himself or with herself. And then the third we said is agreeing with your fellows. Anytime something concerns more than you, it is important you are in agreement with the people that are concerned. Like one of the problems, and thank God God does not depend on everybody. He depends on what he calls the remnant. One of the issues with the remnant, uh, with uh, life, is like take a country as big as this, you, you will find it totally impossible for everybody to agree on anything. But God does not expect everybody to agree. He looks to the church. And then in the church, again, we are plenty. Okay? It is very difficult for all of us to agree. But to get to a point in which there will be a critical point that we must try and achieve, the number of people that are in agreement. Sometimes I see like this last election, I saw people calling for prayer. Okay, people, Christians have been called to gather together and pray. Okay? But one of the things I found very lacking, which was why I released quickly some of the messages we preached here just before the election, uh, like a week. I tried to rush it out and sent it out on Facebook, on um, our mailing group you know, on Twitter and all of that, you know, just to try and make sure that people come into agreement in their thoughts. Now, because it's not just about agreeing in prayer. We can all agree that we are going to pray from this time to this time. And my experience is that many of the times the prayers are not effective. And what is the reason? Simply because different people are saying different things, you know. So that's why one of the reasons why I rushed out that teaching, to get Christians to come into agreement in their thought process, all right, to come into agreement, to think in the same frequency. Because if everybody is saying that uh, we are praying for election, but half of the Christians are praying that uh, Atiku should win, half are praying that, um, uh, let's say, Bata are praying that uh, Buhari should win, and a small fraction here and there are praying for a younger person to win, and all of us say we are praying. At the end of the day, even if you were God, what would you do? You get my point? You just try and say, okay, bless them, bless them. Let there be no trouble. But you don't even know who to answer. Are you getting my point? But it's actually possible for all of us to come in agreement. And that is why prayer is not possible except there is instruction in the word of God. That was why the disciples came to Jesus and said, teach us how to pray. There is a how-to in the matter of prayer. It's not just because you want to pray, you can pray. There must be the, a how-to. But we'll get to that one later. The issue of all of us that is agreeing with your fellows. We began from the issue of agreeing with God. We must learn to reason the way he reasons. I don't want to go back to that now. We've talked about it extensively. The next thing we now said that we must agree with ourselves for the power in prayer to be released. That is, as an individual, you must agree with yourself. What does it mean for an individual to agree with himself? Is it possible for somebody to disagree with himself? Yes, most certainly it is possible. That is why James talked about the fact that if somebody is double-minded, he will not receive anything from God. Bear it in mind. Anyone who is double-minded does not receive anything from God. Let me say one more time. It's clear from scriptures. A double-minded person will not receive anything from God. It says it like that, that we must, it says verse 7, that man ought not to expect he will receive anything from the Lord. Being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So that is the opposite of faith. If we're asking in faith, faith has many dimensions. The first dimension of faith is agreement with God. The second dimension of faith is for you to be sure exactly what you are asking for. Now, 
let's, let's take this election thing as an example, very practical example. This one I, just, I was referring to a few moments ago. Now, bear in mind, people can disagree with themselves, okay? Now, I've given this, this illustration before. A, a classmate, well, a roommate of mine when I was in university was a law student, but we're sharing the same room. Once he came back to the hostel and he was complaining and grumbling because they just had law students' um, association election and the fellow who won, all right, I think the guy who won, he, was, he didn't like the fellow at all. He, he, according to him, this guy has no sense. According to him, this guy has no vision. According to him, this guy cannot move the association forward. That is such, why should such a person even dream of, try, of becoming the association's president? He said all of that, then came to one conclusion. He said, but I voted for him. Did you hear what I said? He said, but I voted for him. He took a, a, a number of minutes explaining to us how bad a president of the association this fellow was going to be. Then he ended by saying to us, but I voted for him. And I was shocked. And I shouted, but why will you do that? He said, because he's my brother. Now, they are not born of the same father or the same mother, but they are definitely from maybe the same... You know this brotherhood depends on how far you are from home. Do you understand my point? Uh -huh. if, uh, if, if Nigeria is playing World Cup in France, you will see Ghanaians, they want to die for Nigerians. Are you kidding me? Because they are, they are brothers. Do you follow? But if it's African Cup of Nations, forget to, you are your own. That is where you know you are not brothers at all. Okay? The Lord is good. So this guy, I just assume, because we're far away from... Um, so his own, I don't know how far, we're a number of states away from his home state anyway. So when he said my brother, what he meant is that I think that they're most likely from the same local government area. Possibly the same, like we say, village, I don't know. But he said, I voted for him because he's my brother. Now when you do something like that, that's what I mean by disagreeing with yourself, being double-minded. You have said to God, good governance is not important to me. No matter how much you say with your mouth, that you want it. Your heart has rebelled against it. That's why I tell, told Chris at the last election that go out, out and vote. I'm not saying your candidate will win, but at least your vote is a statement you are making. And the reason why you are voting, look, you can vote somebody like me. I told you I have a career in it. Voting for the, wrong, for the person that will lose. I, I do that a lot. All right? I won't tell you what happened this last time, okay? So that you know, so that you, I, want to, I want to leave you wondering. Okay, some people, they are looking at me like I know. And then they are now laughing loud so that, uh, you know. <laughs> okay? Now, but each time I vote, and my candidate loses, I don't feel anything. Because there was a reason I did what I did. Are you getting my point? And I never thought my candidate was going to win. God has a reason for what he is doing. The person he chooses, he knows the reason he chose the individual. I don't know. He did not reveal that to me. It is not everything that, even if you're a prophet, you will know. The woman ran down, you know, crying to Elisha. He said, Elisha said, God has hidden this one from me. Sometimes God hides things from even prophets. And how much more, you know, people like us, God will just hide everything from us, apart from just read your Bible understand it, and reveal it, uh, the revelation of the word of God to people. Otherwise, other things are just hidden. So there, are maybe, there may be about a hundred parameters by which God chose a particular candidate. But me focusing on only two or three, okay, we, we like one person and forget the other 97 that God um, is considering. So I can decide. But at the end of the day, I don't feel bad simply because I know God is wise. 
I know he knows what he's doing. I know I don't know enough. So I, my vote, if I, my, but when I was voting, my vote had to be in agreement with my faith. It was what I saw that I voted based upon. And God will have mercy on me. And God will still bless the nation even if I voted for the person that did not win. And just by the way, that was why I was very displeased and very angry with our men of God who gathered around a particular candidate. And when their candidate now lost, it was just a national disgrace to the church. Are you getting my point? Yes, that's the way it is. Many of you here, you heard me say, I said, this is out of order. On radio, I said it. You don't do that. You don't do that. You don't do that. Even if God gave you a revelation, there are certain things that you are supposed to keep in your heart. There are certain things you are supposed to keep within a small group of people. Do you understand the point I'm making here? Now, back to that, my fellow. He said what he said, that I voted for him, and God just used that to demonstrate to him that you're a double-minded man. No matter the prayer you pray for the country, in the area of good governance, I cannot listen. Because what you are saying to me, in effect, is that if I may give you the opportunity to be the one to decide who will rule the country, the, 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 the integrity of the person will not matter to you. The efficiency of the person will not matter to you. The wisdom of the person will not matter to you. What will matter is where the fellow is from. You are the king of nepotism. I hope you are getting my point here. And that kind of individual, forget the fact that we're talking about voting now, when he has to employ in a government um, organization, the government uh, uh, place, you can imagine how his employment will go. It will be who is from my place and who is from my place, and the same person will turn around and say to you, the country is not moving forward. And that's what I'm telling you. As a matter of fact, we are the reason, we human beings, I'm not talking about the church now, but human beings, and church being part of it, we are the reason why God cannot do many things he wants to do. We are the reasons. We are the reasons. And many times, we boast in our ignorance. We boast in our ignorance. We don't know anything, yet we boast in it. I mean, like, that day I was on radio, somebody called and actually was trying to say that uh, it's this kind of thing that I'm saying that makes us live in their shadow. I said, who is us? Who is there? You think I consider myself a southerner? No, I'm not from southern Nigeria. I'm a Christian. My Hittiteness and Amorite-ness may be southern Nigeria, but my life is hid with Christ in God. The life I've been crucified with Christ. You understand my point? Nevertheless, I live. But the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I'm not living because where, 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 where do I come from? I come from this place. I come from that state. No. I mean, look, listen, I am stuck with the idea of Christianity in my head. It's in my soul. So the man was talking that, uh, I said, who is there? I don't know who there is. I don't know who we are. If you think I'm with you, in fact, Jesus made it clear that he was not even with Mary or his brothers. They said, your brothers and your mother, they are looking for you. He said, who are my brothers? Who is my mother? He looked around to those who were seated, paying attention to the, to the word of God. Anybody who pays attention to God's word and does that word, the same is my brother, the same is my sister, the same is my mother, the same is my father, the same is my uncle. Now, so, many people are praying, therefore. And even though they say they are praying, I'm saying to you again, God cannot answer. Because even them, themselves, that is the individual, is not in agreement with himself. He's not in agreement that's why we tie the three things together. Agreeing with God, agreeing with yourself, and then agreeing with your fellows. We'll get to that later. We're talking about agreeing with yourself now. You have to make up your mind what really you're asking God for. If you're asking for good governance, tell God, I want good governance. You see, 
The Bible says, what God has joined together, let no one put asunder. Okay, I want to turn it around. There are things he has not joined to get together. You have no right to join it together. You can't join them together. You don't have the right. He has never told you that good governance is based on rotation. So if you want to pray, pray for good governance and see how he will solve it. There are communities asking, say, God, is our turn, is our turn. And God said, you can't do it. No matter how much I want to give it to you, you can't. You know, there are times Nigerians who say that, are you saying that uh, of, uh, all these old people, are you saying there's no young person who can rule? There are statements I don't make. Do you know why? Because I know the answer can be yes. Look, you know, anger lies where? In the book. God said, I sought for a man I did not find. Who are you? You can find what God can't find. It's an assumption you think there is somebody. Anytime we want to think, learn to think from scriptures. God opened his mouth at the time and said, there is none righteous. No, not one. So you think it is possible for you to find what God can't find? You're just assuming. You don't know the hearts of people. One of the people I distrust, one of the set of people I distrust the most are those who make a lot of noise in freedom fighting. We have been oppressed, we have been oppressed. You, wait till they give you power. That's when you find that you are an oppressor yourself. And the reason why you are shouting is that you don't understand why you are being oppressed. You are an oppressor. Why am I being oppressed? And that's all the noise you are making. What am I saying? Matter of fact, that's a look, listen. Let's leave that. Let's even talk about the matter of marriage as an example. Some people are praying for, Lord, give me a good wife. God, give me a good wife. And they give them a good wife. The only problem is that the, wife, the wife's mother and the wife's father happen to have crossed River Niger before they gave birth to her. So she's not from, their side, from that side. So let me tell you, if you're a Christian, there are seeds you sow. Oh, Father, many things to say. Okay, let me just say simply like this. You know, if you ever discriminate in the body of Christ based on state of origin, you are under a curse. In that area. I, listen, it doesn't matter whether you end up, how do I say it now? Okay, let me give an example now. Assume you're a woman as an example, okay? And, you know, women generally, it's a man that will propose. Are you getting my point? The other way around is extremely rare. How many have you seen? Okay. So as a woman, it is who proposes to you, you choose from. Do you understand my point? For that reason, let us assume you've made up your mind, all of them must come from your local government area. Okay? Deep inside, you don't know. So all the people proposing to you are from that area. And you might one of them. Fine. No problem. But deep inside your heart, this is how you know what is there. A friend of yours from the same area comes. And three men who are, no, three men, are, no, three brothers are on Hamata. But let's, okay, let's just, we are in Enugu, let's use as an example. And you are from, um, give me one place. Where are we now? What's the name of the village that was here before? Ogui. Okay, you are from Ogoye, hey, whatever. Let's just take it like that. And uh, but one of the men, one of the brothers, one is from Eboy, the other from Cross River, and the other one is uh, from Ogui. Okay, yes, three. One Eboy, one Cross River, one Ogui. You are already married. You've married your Ogui man, and you are living together. <laughs> then you counsel your friend. 
Are you getting my point? And your counsel is based upon the fact that this man from Cross River is from Fao, in case of trouble. The one from Melbourne is close to him too. This one near home. You know all those kind of stories. And all that, I just may make the distance the simple one. The other things we consider. If you say that, okay, you have bought a curse into your life. And I'm not joking about it. If you are talking to Christians. This my message is for Christians. I'm not a common sense person. I'm not telling you how. This is not sociology I'm teaching. I'm teaching Christianity. Do you follow what I'm trying to explain here? God has not joined some things together. Don't try to join it together. Don't try. I'm talking about agreeing with yourself. What do you want? You want a good wife. Ask God for that and leave it alone. Don't qualify it for him. Listen, if you make a request of the Lord and you add what he did not add to it and you insist on what he did not add originally, eventually you will get what you insist upon, but you will never, ever, as long as the Lord lives, you will never be blessed by it. Let us be careful. Don't join. I I have seen people who said, Lord, there are five points I want. I'm just making it easy. I'm just giving us an illustration, five points. A matter of wife, of a wife. Point number one, number two, number three, Either four out of five or all five were canal points. Not a copper canal. Of the flesh. Where he's or he, he, he or she is from. What he or she looks like. What she or she holds in the pocket. Are you getting my point? Are you getting my you know, you know, holding the pocket? Uh-huh. All those things, they were the five points. I have seen people who got the five points they asked God for. Co- correct. <laughs> Nothing missing. Yet, God says, that's that's the way you want it. You can have it. And the marriage was a disaster. So disastrous that after a while, to save people's lives, they dissolved it. There are prayer points Christians pray. I just know they are begging for trouble. You know, you don't wake up in the morning and say, now, don't tell why I suffer. Say, God, when will you slap somebody? It's been a while. That's what I was saying about this matter of election. Eh? The church in Nigeria, we have a lot to do. We have a lot. It's one of the reasons why God inspired us to do this last minister's conference we did. Because people were saying, eh, let's all pray. We're raising all kinds of prayer. Prayer change, night vigil, about the election. I was just shaking my head. I said, pray with who? If they invited me to a prayer meeting that period, okay? I'm sorry, I know I may sound pompous. If I don't have a word to say to the people, I will not go. Because, not, be, not because I feel like I know more than anybody else, or everybody else, but sometimes you know some things that you know everybody else should know. Many Christians do were praying. Ha! Huh? Pastor Corey will tell you, she be me, I'm even in Enugu here. It, what he had in the north, where you would have thought that people, people like him, who are, you know, they're in the center of activities in these north, south, Christian, Muslim things. Yeah, when he say you will hear Christ, they will be in church, they will deliver all kinds of prayer points. He said, when you talk to the pastors personally, say you'll be embarrassed. They will make up their minds that this man is not the will of God. This one, and the, the man they all call the will of God. You know what happened to him? God rejected him. Is that not what happened? See the embarrassment. A prophet looked at Eliab. He said, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. Samuel. That's why I don't, I don't feel bad when I miss it. 
But I, I feel proud of one thing. My opinion is always my opinion. I don't push it on other believers. Samuel looked at the... God warned him, said, don't look at this, you know, the appearance of his countenance. Don't look at that. Because God does not see as man sees. Do you know all of us still insisted he should see as we are seeing? Was that not what happened last time? No, nobody had revelation. Nothing. We should, God should see as we are seeing. What should we have prayed for? You heard me teach, any, teach it anyway. Say, Lord, give us a good leader that will do this, do this, do that, do that. You no, know, count those things. There are some things that are important to God. Number one, that there's freedom for the advancement of the gospel is number one for him. Number two, that these are the top things, that there is justice. Justice is so crucial as far as God is concerned. Few of us ever pray for justice. We are praying for good road. We are praying for railway. We are praying for constant power. But we don't gather and pray for the thing that matters to the Lord. When God saw injustice, he was displeased. Sometimes, anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Anyway, let me, let me be sidetracked. doesn't matter. I have to say what I want to say. I want to say. <laughs> Sometimes I look at um, unions, you know, some of these uh, medical associations, government, you know, government doctors, and even lawyers. Lawyers are the one I want to talk about exactly, actually. And I feel like, you know, the problem is that these lawyers, they don't want to be blessed. Because they don't fight for things that matter. When they arrested, um, they arrested some Supreme Court justices those days. Some, was it last year? Or the year before? Okay, I think it was the year before, like 2017, thereabout. People were making a lot of noise. What was the thing? There's separation of powers? There's separation of powers? <laughs> I was looking at them. I said, listen, you must understand the things that are excellent. Some things are more important. I said, did these people do what they said they did or they did not? He said, no, that's not what matters. No, that's what matters. Like I told one of my brothers, I said, oh boy, that until that day, honestly, you know, you may say I'm naive. I did not know it was possible to bribe a Supreme Court justice. No. In Nigeria, I didn't know they used to do it. I thought everybody feared them. That if you're a bribing man, you will stop your bribery at appeal court level. That once you get to the Supreme Court, you have reached the throne of the 24 elders, surrounding the throne, casting down their crowns, shouting holy, holy, holy. That is how I used to reason. Until they began to produce video, you know, video cameras of people collecting money. So I told my brother, I said, the gods have been bribed and you are talking. You may laugh. Do you know, in Israel, that was what God called the judges. He called them Elohim. The judges were equal to gods. I said, I said lawyers, eh? all this noise you are making, you people don't know what to make noise about. Till today, you know, one of our brothers told me this morning, something, something came up. He said, sir, it's time to sue them. And you know what? It's not as if I will finish so righteous, I can't sue the people. People I want, I said we should sue. I think they should be sued. They are not Christians. They are an organization that produces electricity. So I won't tell you who they are. You can guess. Are you getting my point? <laughs> but one major reason why I was not in a swing mood was that when you want to sue somebody, you know the start date. You don't know the stop date. <laughs> now, the bro- let's, uh, let's call Nick first. Maybe let's, we need to, let's get the matter. You know, I did my idea of sue. Ah! I don't mind suing. I feel like suing, actually. I'm in a suing mood. Just that. I just thought to myself, when will this sue come to an end? And we all know that justice delayed and justice denied. They are the same thing. This is what I'm talking about. 
So I, I expect the lawyers to gather together, and pray, Christian lawyers especially, and pray about what is important to God. One of the major reasons why justice is very slow in Nigeria is that I talked to one, one of our lawyers the other day. Say one that the judges are very few, that they are not enough. We're talking about some states that look they don't have enough judges. That's number one. Number two, you know, people still writing with hand. If you, I've been to court a number of times, okay? And when you want to give evidence, so this message I preached to you now in the last one hour, if it was in court, it's two weeks. Nothing that they do. To say the same things, I have to say slowly. My name, that's, that's how slow you go. My name is Ajan Lekoko, Gabriel, John. I reside at number five, Ogui Link Road, Enugu. Wait, wait, did you say Ogui Link Road? Yes, I said Ogui Link. Now, how long will it take you to give evidence like that? You've been to American, you've seen the one we see on television. Where we just talk normally. This one, no, you go like that. If you talk too fast, they will tell you to stop. Why? Because his royal lordship, his writing. And I said to people, these are things we need. I said, NBA, why don't you abandon the course for one week, one day? And tell the nation why you are abandoning it. But if they arrest one Supreme Court justice, you'll be calling, you'll be, you say, no, no, no. Pride. Pride is more important to you than justice. I called my colleagues at work. I was telling one guy, I said, look, that some of the things that these people do, that all the time, that is money. I said, you can't earn respect. Listen, let me sit on my message. That when we are praying, do you follow my point? Oftentimes we disagree with ourselves. Why? We ask God for one thing. Then what we actually have deep inside our hearts, that thing is very different from what we are apparently asking God for. We say we want good governance. God says good governance will be given to you by a man. Okay, let's take a state as an example. By, by a man from another central district. And they were the ones that produced the last governor. Human arrangement says... It must rotate. It's not in the Bible. Let the politicians negotiate the, the, the rotation. But Christians don't ever think about it. The fact that eh, we have to be fair. There's nothing like being fair in rotating leadership. If you say that in your mind, do you understand? You don't believe in excellent leadership. So if God has not added some things, like I said, God, look, he has not tied where your wife will come from. A, a good wife to where... You, that's from you to, to your geographical area. Or even, forget geographical area. Some people just be like, yeah, why from this area are good? Until they are demon-possessed. Are you getting my point? After all, what we call good, God doesn't agree with it. What human beings call good, the Bible uses the word charm or favor. It says charm is deceitful. King James says favor is deceitful. Beauty is what? Vain. Like I was telling you, I've seen people ask for five things. All of them flesh. Flesh. If you are praying and beauty, you are praying for wife, beauty is amongst your prayer points. You don't say God has rejected your prayer point. He has to. Why? You've disagreed with him. Now do that. These things are linked. 
Why did he disagree with him? Because he said it is what? Vain. That you came to God to kneel and say, Lord, my point number one today is vanity. In the name of Jesus, I call vanity to come. I paint vanity on my wall. In the name of Jesus, as I'm looking at vanity, you will be my portion. That is what it is, what we are saying. They now say to God, I want a good wife. Say, God, no, make up your mind. Go back home, make up your mind. Do you want Kim Kardashian or you want a good wife? I can't, do you understand my point? Just make up your mind. I don't have time for all of this. There are things that God says to us, they are excellent. That's why I give an example of that justice matter. So we want to pray. We must learn what God says is excellent. He said, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. So what God expects, and when I'm praying, all right, I make up my mind to ask only for what he has prescribed. Let me tell you something, uh, another thing about prayer. Learn to ask for what God has prescribed. Very important. The art of praying is something we must learn. Because prayer is the power that God has given to human beings. The heavens are the heavens of the Lord. He now took the earth and gave to the sons of men. Knowing that they don't have power in themselves. What he gave them as a way by which they bring the power of heaven down to the earth is called prayer. And he has a lot of rules. And you must learn how to use it. One thing you must learn in prayer is to pray what God prescribes. There are things God tells you, ask me for. What does it tell you to ask him? Why does he not just do it? Because those things require you to open your mouth and invoke his power onto the earth. He knows what he wants to do. For example, as Christians, God said, pray the Lord of the harvest to send what? Laborers into the harvest field. It's a prayer point we must have. Solomon asked God for something, right? And God was impressed. We know the story. Young boy, king, replacing his father. Anointed maybe as a teenager. One day, God now showed up. What do you want me to do for you? And instead of asking for riches, expansion of his kingdom, long life, and the life of his enemies, what did he ask for? He asked for wisdom. Listen to me, you cannot surprise God. He did not ask for that wisdom out of nothing. Asking for wisdom, listen to this, was not his idea. The fact that God was impressed, listen, let me say something to you. God is never, ever impressed with your intelligence. Your intelligence does not impress God. Only one thing impresses God about you. What is that? Obedience. Intelligence with him is nothing. He can make a fool into Haitofel overnight. So Haitofel does not impress him. If he does his finger like this, the, the wisdom of Haitofel becomes foolishness. Your smartness does not impress him. So God was not impressed that Solomon, oh boy, you get sense, oh, such a smart kid. Of everything man could have asked for, Solomon is so intelligent, he asks for wisdom. Which is why, how we reflexly think of it. Is a reflex thing. Just think that this guy is so smart. No. Remember I said you should learn to ask God for what he has what? Prescribed. That's what I'm trying to explain. How did Solomon get to ask for wisdom? It wasn't new. Since he was a little boy, his father had taught him 
you have your book of sound, uh, uh, Proverbs. The Proverbs of Solomon. As far as chapter 8, they were not the Proverbs of Solomon. They were the Proverbs mostly taught to Solomon as a little boy. And that's why you hear him say things like, when I was a little boy, my father used to say, so I acquire wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore, get wisdom. And with all you're getting, get understanding. It was an instruction that David had given him as a little boy. I read Bollinger on it. Bollinger said, David prepared Solomon to be a king. How did he do it? That the young boy had to go to class and he was taught by wise men who were deputizing for his father. That is, his father took them, okay, you guys teach this boy. So they sat him down and gave him instructions. Oh boy, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. With all you're getting, get understanding. He said, exalt her, she will promote you. A crown of glory she will deliver unto you. She will give you an ornament of grace. And they kept, all those things you see, they were not the wisdom, the Proverbs of Solomon. They were the Proverbs of David and his wise men, which they committed to Solomon. That was what laid the foundation for Solomon's life. So one day God came and said, what do you want me to do for you? Don't think he just gave God a shocker of his life. I will show you. And we ask for wisdom. No, nothing like that. Solomon asked for wisdom because he had been told, if you ever get to this crossroads in your life, and you have to make a choice, choose wisdom. If you ever have to apply for a job, or they give you three offers of a job, look for where you will learn wisdom. Natural human may say, look for where you will get money. Are you getting my point? But people who have been taught, so if we want to pray, therefore, that's why I say people want to plan for the future of their children. They are believing God. And then they wish, God give me money to take them to a foreign university. Because when they are there, they will learn physics. When they are there, they will learn computer science. And they will be able to compete. I can't imagine. You know, I hear Christians say stupid things sometimes. You are embarrassed for God and for them. You know, unbelievers will write. Christians will believe. There's one rubbish articles that's flying around. A man went abroad and he saw what children are already doing at the age of 10 with computers. We are already doing. And, and how will your children compete with these ones later in life? Have you heard those, those things before? If you believe it, your head is not working. Listen, I don't want to even go into the facts about those things. It has been shown. I already studied long ago. Anybody, listen. The first time I sat down to start using a computer, do you understand? To put it on, learn how to boot it, I was already a specialist. What you learned all your life, because of the intelligence God has given us in other areas, we will catch up with you in two years. So don't let anybody deceive you. If you, you you've been coding since you were two years of age. A boy that God blesses, at the age of 21, I started teaching him coding. He will overtake you. Eh? Did David not say, I have more understanding than my teachers? I think people will say that, you see, how will your children compete with their own? I said, yes, you are a non-believer. Your children can never compete with their own. Go away. My children are powered by the Holy Spirit. The spirit of Daniel will come upon them. The spirit of Joseph will come upon them. And in due season, those same people will be here working for my children. As, is it not reading, stranger will build your walls. 
Strangers, they will build your walls. That one I believe totally. People are asking God in prayer for things that he has not prescribed. God, give me money. Give me a visa. Give give them to get admission into top schools abroad. And you give me money to pay. And God is looking like you like this. Oh boy. Oh girl. So I have taught you nothing. Why don't you pray what I have prescribed? Your children will be taught of the Lord. And great will be their peace. The word peace in Hebrew is the same word for prosperity. That if they are taught of the Lord, they will prosper mightily on this earth. He said, I have chosen him so that he will teach his children and his household after him the will of the Lord. How to do what? Righteousness and justice. So that God will be able to bring to pass what he has promised concerning Abraham. When you want to pray for your children, why don't you teach, pray for them? Father, fill their heads with righteousness and justice. Constrain them to walk in the will of the Lord. And when you pray such prayers, when you want to make decisions about them, you make sure your decisions are in alignment with what you're asking God for. Many of us are thoroughly confused in our prayer points. That you finish praying that prayer, when Satan wants to tempt you, now give you an opportunity. First of all, he will say, look, this is Sodom. This is Gomorrah in one. But the physics they teach is good. The geography is excellent. They learn coding. They are filled with the spirit of coding from their mother's womb. Uh, look, from the day they gain admission, you know the day they will graduate. In fact, you can buy your ticket for their graduation now. And it's a five-year course. So, but let me, and it will let you be known to you. Your teenager, they will laugh at him if he calls Jesus in public. If he bows, literally in some of these places we rush to go to, if you bow your head to pray in a restaurant, everybody will turn to look. You are a strange phenomenon. They may find it hard to find a decent fellowship, but they will learn physics. Their knowledge of economics, woo, is the type that gets them into World Bank. Ah, you don't hear that one say, oh, more. And then God will put beside it another opportunity to learn righteousness, to learn justice, to join fellowships. But Asu will strike, Sha. No, Asu will strike. You, you know the day of admission, you don't know the day of graduation. <laughs> but they will still graduate. They will still go online. They will still... I'm not joking what I'm tell you. They will still learn everything everybody is learning. They will still learn it. Let me ask you a question. Listen, let's be honest with ourselves. Okay? An average person now, just think about it. If you offer an average person, say, go to university, study, let's call a course. Let's just call it a course. Handkerchief design, all right? Go and study handkerchief design for four years in a school where everything is predictable. At the end of four years, you're done. Or study handkerchief design in a school where it takes them seven years to give you the same degree. By the end of seven years, I'm going to give you a job, you understand, with Microsoft, Facebook, and Dangote combined in one. But the other one, you will join the job market too. After four years, I don't know when you will see work. Let me ask you, let's be honest with ourselves. Which one will most people choose? They will not remember the seven years. How can you use seven years to get a degree that you can get in four years? Do you follow my point? They won't remember at that time. Listen, some of these things that we complain about, you know what the Bible says? The spirit of a man will bear his infirmity. It depends on what you are really looking for. If you value, look, it's your sense of value. 
if you value some things, do you get my point? If you value certain environments, you overlook some of the discomforts you're talking about. What am I going to say? This so-called predictable, predictable, after everything is set. And you, you are not sure of the spiritual climate the person will grow in. Yet you take the risk. And what is your reason? Because if it goes to where the spiritual climate is good, they will spend one and a half extra years in school because of strikes. I've told you, many of us, we don't know what we want in life. We don't want to pass down our faith to the next generation. When we are praying, we are not in agreement with ourselves. What we are asking God for and what we really want deep inside our hearts, they are not the same things. That is what the problem is. We want to join things that God has not joined together. You want a wife where your father will be happy. That is the place where she's from. And you see one joy of the Lord at the same time. Bros, sis, it does not work like that. There are decisions, you know, houses and riches fathers can give. But the prudent wife is from whom? Is from the Lord. It's only God that gives. So you have to leave it for him to do. And start giving him your fleshly criteria. I say, ask God for what he has prescribed. You can't be asking for what he did not prescribe. That's why you want to pray for your savings to increase. God will never answer you. God has never believed in savings. He said, what do you want to do with the money? So it never can be, you know, Lord, you know now, tomorrow, it can be a rainy day. If the rain starts falling, you know, God, you know you don't have an umbrella. You know, that time you may not be able to get across to me in the time of rain. So right now we are fasting for three days to increase the savings we have in this family. So wife and husband, they will not eat for three days. Why? They want their savings to increase. And the Lord will never answer. Why? Because he, he said it directly. Do not lay up treasure on the earth. When you go to God, agree with yourself. What do you really want? Lord, safety and security for tomorrow. And that's it now. I am the safety. The name of the Lord is what? The strong tower. The righteous, no? Where do they find safety? They run into it. Not that the righteous saves more in the foreign bank account and he's safe. Who is a double-minded person? Is the person that asking God for one thing outwardly, but deep inside, the heart has run after other things. The scripture we began from. There was a reason why I read that length of it in Matthew chapter 6. There's a reason why we read that length in Matthew chapter 6. Trying to see why people may be double-minded. Matthew chapter 6. Was that where we read just now? Yeah, verse 22. Yeah. Now, if you see, it says, if your eye is single, we read that. What does it mean? If you have focus on one thing, your whole body will be full of light. In Acts 7, verse 24, no one can serve two masters. What was he trying to say? The reason why people's eyes are not focused, the reason why their eyes are not single, is simply because they are serving two masters. That's what was emphasized here. That is, why are the eyes of people not focused? It is because they are not serving the Lord alone and they are not trusting him alone. Let me say this to you again. If you want your prayers to be effective, make sure you agree with yourself in you that you are in agreement. And the only way by which you can be in agreement with yourself is first if you seek true agreement with God. There's a progression. 
What do I mean? Let me give you a practical example of what they call double-mindedness. It's very practical, nothing, no big deal about it. A young man, a young woman wants a car, and he goes to a church and they tell him, tell God the exact kind of car that you want, the model. Whether you want it brand new or slightly used, and if it's slightly used, let him know the mileage. Tell him I want it to have 15,000 miles or 45,000 miles maximum. Tell him exactly. Tell him the color. No, before I go to, get to the color, we have to talk about the, the brand, Abby. Whether it is a Toyota or Mercedes-Benz, whatever, okay? Ask God for the exact one. If it is a Mercedes-Benz, do you want a GL550 or you want a C320? Let him know. Because God likes specifics. Paul said, I do not punch as one punching the air. I punch the right motor car. I don't have time punching things. <laughs> you will give God the specific. What color? Engine capacity. Oh boy. So people will now go and sit down and do research. Make sure you really like it. Oh, yes, I like it. So, a lot of people believe God for Homer. There's one packed downstairs. By the time their Homer was about to manifest, they don't, it don't expire. It was no longer in vogue. Homer had gotten a bad name in the society. Fuel Gosler. Even the people making Homer say, we know they make it again. General Motors. They stopped making Homer. A Chinese company bought the Homer brand from them. So before your Muhammad manifested. It was no longer in vogue. So you know what he did? He went back to God and said, can I see you, sir? <laughs> and the Lord said, what is it, my son? He said, 18 months ago, I gave a specific request. I didn't think I like it again. <laughs> so what do you want now? My friend bought a Toyota last week. I think I like that one. So how do you want to go about it? You are a specific God. So it's going to be a Toyota Camry 2018 model. I don't mind fairly used. Mileage 5,000 miles. It must be light green, metallic green. Why? That's the color I saw the other time I went to Lagos. I like it when I saw it. Because, okay, paint it there. So you paint everything. Are we good now? Yeah. Remember, a double-minded man is unstable. We receive nothing from my hand. Say, Lord, don't worry. Ah, this is good. What you don't realize is that you're already double-minded. You know, from Mercedes-Benz, you are now in Toyota. And the Lord says, okay, let's start processing it again. You know, that one took 18 months. I was supposed to bring it next month. Then you will change your mind. Let's make a long story short. It is not possible to be firm and certain and undoubting on anything material. It is not possible. Do you know why? All flesh is grass. That's the only reason I need to give you. There are things you love today. Tomorrow you will despise them. There's a car I used to admire. I use that. That's my best illustration. Anytime the car would drive past, I will stop 
and look. See moto. There are times I'm driving. I see the, a car that I like in the mirror. I will slow down, get the driver angry. Do you know why? So he can overtake me. The moment he overtakes, I start following him from behind. I just, start, I just look, I say, see car. I, I do things like that. <laughs> then one day I went for a meeting. One of our brothers was there. And he drove that very car, my favorite color, and he brought it. The kind of thing that if, you, if, the, if the Lord had not taught you, that shall not covet your neighbor's goods. You'll be receiving. Say, Father, I confess that he sows it into my life right now. When I saw the car, I said, oh, beautiful car. Who owns this car? He said, it's so and so precious. I said, ah, please, call him for me. So he came out, thinking an important thing. I said, they say it's your car. Yes, sir. I said, open the door. <laughs> he opened the door. My wife was with me. I said, baby, let's take it. I said, drive around. Where we were, I had big grounds. So he drove around, drove around, drove around. When he finished driving around, he parked. I said, thank you very much. I just wanted to fill your car. Nice car you have there. As soon as he dropped us, I told my wife, rubbish car. That was my first time in it, and instantly, I disliked it. This is a car I'd admired for over a year. The first day I entered into it, you know what happened? I disliked That is, the drive was not up to five minutes. It was not up to three minutes. You know, it was within a complex. I, it wasn't a bad car, but the impression of it I had, you know, as long as I go, I just said, we enter Gallop, I go, I said, you... You look fine like this. You do go to inside gallop. What kind of thing is this? By the time I finish, my mind, I beg, let me not say, let's say you know the brand of car. Let me just leave it there. I just passed one comment. Since then, that was years ago till now. If I see the car pass, come. If you're passing in front, I almost push you out. Come on, leave the room. Let somebody pass you. Let serious cars pass. You say, you say you call yourself a car. This was a car I admired for over a year. I'm not kidding. You know what's wrong with the car? I'll tell you. All flesh is grass. It's not possible to agree with yourself if your prayer points are based on accumulated grass. It's not possible. It's not possible. That is why you have to learn to pray for what has been prescribed. For example, I want to pray for a wife. It's just one thing I need to ask God for and build around it. He said, a, 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 a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Father, give me a wife that fears you. You know what Paul said? Pray for us that will be delivered from who? From evil men. You know why? From false brethren, from evil men. You know the reason he said, for not all men have what? Faith. You know when Paul said that, let me tell you what he was trying to say. Paul was not saying that um, the arm robber does not have faith. You know that too. He wasn't saying that the oppressor doesn't have faith. Everybody knows. What he was saying is that we need to be delivered from these false brethren. Because not all men have faith. That is when you get to church, not everybody pretending to be a Christian is genuinely a Christian. That is you cannot just be sure you marry a good wife just because you went to church. I don't know whether you get that point. That is because I met her in church doesn't mean anything. Go and read the book of Revelation. Jezebel was a prophetess. That Jezebel in Revelation, prophetess. So when a man prays, give me a woman who fears God. You don't go to choir to look. You don't go to ushers to look. No, there are churches that the mamas have girls around her. Do you understand? Yes, as, as mama is appearing, they are like, they'll be like four babes. Around. 
looking like mama herself, dressed like mama. You say because, and sometimes mama likes them very much. If you go to mama, say, recommend the wife for me. She will just pick one. Oh, bah. Don't think I like that girl. I think she loves the Lord. Why? Because she hangs around mama. A lot of girls around mama. They are wicked souls. I'm telling you. Even Jesus had a wicked one in his team. Twelve people. One a devil. If you are Jesus, you have like four devils. Trust me. So what is the big deal? What I'm trying to say is that the mama is not a bad person. Jesus had one Judas. So if the modern day mama has four Judases, you know, it's <laughs> it is acceptable. <laughs> so where do you get the wife from? That's what I'm trying to say. He said a prudent wife is what? From the Lord. So what has God prescribed? A prudent wife. What has God prescribed? A woman who fears the Lord. We can't look for her by ourselves. We get on our knees. It's a prescribed prayer. We don't add to it too. Lord, I, I want a woman that when she moves, she moves with elegance. That's nonsense. <laughs> Are you getting my point? No, you've watched two, mo- two, two channel O. Not, not channel O. Um, e, e channel. You've seen it too many times. You say liking evil things. You don't know. Please, I hope you are getting the point. A woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. That was prescribed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of things which he possesses. So I'm a woman, I want to pray for a husband. There are things I'm not allowed to ask God for. That he should be wealthy? Because you are telling me that I don't know what I'm saying. Please, you cannot agree with yourself constantly except your prayer points are based on prescribed things. Except they are based on revelation. Take this election again as an example. There are times I change my mind on who I will vote for three times in a week. Atiku said, mark my words, I will privatize NMPC and I just give him my vote. On the spot. Then one day I saw a video of President Buhari in Lagos. And he was telling the history of his life. You know, people used to give, him, give us the impression that he doesn't hear well, he's tired, he's sleepy. Then he spoke highly. I don't want to use the word articulate, uh, articulately, you know, because, uh, uh, you know, because Atiku has confused that English now. <laughs> the, the man has, he has stolen the English word. I don't even know. Okay, let me find another word to describe a man that's articulating his speech. He spoke so... <laughs> it was so articulate, I beg. Let me, see. let me see what I want to say, Joa. How can one man just steal English like that? Just steal English language. We don't have English again. What is it? <laughs> he was so articulate, eh? That on the spot, I said, ah, no, 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 we should vote for this man, no. Then you turn around, you see another thing. One of my friends, serious, no Buharist, serious. Look, he defends everything. One day he supplied information on infrastructure develop, development, a sovereign wealth fund, and by the time he finished, I said, Abba, this uh, PMB, PYO combination is good, though. 
The next day, you will hear another one from uh, the article side. That's why they dance up and down. But guess what? In all of it, in my prayer, I didn't waver once. Because my prayer was never for any one of them. All I just prayed for, Lord, give us leaders through whom you will do your will. Show us mercy. Freedom is what we need to preach the gospel. Justice, then prosperity, security. We just add those things. God, do these things for us. Do not deal with us according to the multitude of our iniquities. Have mercy upon us. And as a result of your mercy, appoint for us a leader after your heart, not after our political analysis. So as I was jumping to and fro between one candidate and another, it did not affect my faith one bit. So whoever won, I was certain I would be the same, independent of the circumstances. I had my opinion. But not, the name of one of them did not mistakenly, I won't lie to you. Not one, for one second, did I accidentally, peradventure, mention it to the Lord in prayer. Say, give us this man as the head of state. In fact, I said that any one of them, including fella and what's the name of that fellow? No, there's one, no one, people even knew <laughs> That one that nobody knew. That's so very man. I said that, look, even himself, if God wants to, he can make him president. Really, seriously. Even though I didn't feel the times, the signs of the times reflect that those people could be, but really, in the bottom of my heart, God who does mysterious, mysterious things sometimes. So your heart cannot be firm except your prescription, your prayer point is based on prescription of the, of the scriptures. Or except the prescription of the scriptures form your prayer point, your heart cannot be firm. It's not possible. You will doubt. Listen, you will doubt. And the idea of painting pictures on your wall and focusing on it is not scripture. I hope you know that. It works. I'm not saying it doesn't work. But you will never discover the will of God like that. If you paint something on your wall and it comes to you, it doesn't mean it will bless you. The power of the human soul, you focus and look, it does not mean it will bless you. It doesn't mean it. The only thing God has said we should paint on our walls is what? His word. You want to design something you want on your wall. Go there, let them design it for you. A shepherd and his sheep. And write under it, the Lord is my shepherd. Do that. Get somebody, get a drawing of an eagle flying and write under it, I will mount up with wings as an eagle. Write it there. Draw a picture of a soldier charging into battle and write under it, I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. Write it there. Draw a picture of a family eating and write under it, no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Write it there. It's only the word you are supposed to write. Any image you have, let it be something just depicting the word to print it in your mind. Don't ever forget it. The word of God can think. 
the impression we have is that we have to think of the exact car we want because if they don't drive in heaven, the angels don't understand what's going on. They don't know that this car, some cars move from zero to 60 miles per hour in 10 seconds, while some do it in five seconds. They don't know. These angels have never sat inside a leather-covered seat and, or upholstery seat. They don't understand. So you have to tell them what's going on. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And when we were preaching those things, there was one pastor I saw on TV one day. I was laughing to myself. I said, people are still preaching this thing. <laughs> You begin to declare, this is what I want. You know, you begin to declare, this is what I want. I was looking at him and said, my father. You must be preaching this thing. Fleshly declarations. In the name of Jesus. I claim a Lexus. LS. 570. Amen. Listen to me, that's not the word of God. No. Does it work? It doesn't concern me. Even if it works, that's not my focus in life. Many times you are confessing you have one and legs as LS four seventy five five seventy, and God is looking like like you like this. Say, I'm transferring you next week, <laughs> and you have no idea. And I'll transfer in a good way. You know, there are, there's a kind of transfer that even you know is of God. Assuming that you're a preacher, let me let me use myself as an example. Then suddenly the door opens. He said, "Please come and minister to us." In one country, where you're, you know, you've always had this desire to minister the word of God in East Africa, South Africa. And one church now calls you, please, want to do a two-week seminar on how to work for God. You know, you quickly hand the microphone to Kevin Tate. Pastor Kevin Tate, take, I'm coming. <laughs> you have disappeared. When you finish preaching two weeks there, straight, and everybody's been blessed. Ah! Then, a neighboring country head. They, they invited you to their own, except that their own is three weeks. You, know, you call them from there, say, tell the people in go, I'm coming. <laughs> and you are going around this East African country, South African country, then to West Africa. You know, you just manage to come home, teach for two weekends, then disappear again. And God will just bring down your car and pack it down. You'll be looking at it. Ah, this car would like to drive you, but I'm coming. <laughs> See, I've, I've, I've given you a good story now, not a bad thing. Sometimes God will transfer you away from the thing you've been confessing for for a long time. That's what I'm going to make. But the word of God thinks. Sometimes you are believing God for what he knows you will not need. But the thing that you will need is far greater than what you have ever imagined. I don't know where I get my point. Wake up every morning, you are believing God for a used Toyota Camry. 2000 model. Which year are we in now? 2019. Or 19 years old. The following week, God transfers you to a place where your official car is the latest model Land Cruiser. You know, you start feeling like a fool. Say, God, which kind of thing is this one? <laughs> you made me believe you for two years for an old vehicle. They now did far exceedingly far above what I can ask or even think of the following week. And if you're at that time, you save that money for 18 months. You're now feeling stupid. Of the ice cream you didn't buy for your wife, you're thinking of it right now. When your children say, pay, we want to watch cartoon, you say, what are you doing in cartoon? Can't you just go outside and go and play football? Because you can't give money to DSTV. <laughs> you think about the suffering for the last 18 months. And God just made, just showed to you, say, you say, you know, get sense. Yeah, I tell you. 
You'll be driving a good car but feeling bad. People won't know why you're sad. That's what I mean when I say the word of God can think. He knows what you need tomorrow that you have not thought about today. So that's why when we go to prayer, we don't, you don't focus on material things. We will be double-minded. Just by the discussion we have this, we've had this evening now, there are people who will go home and the prayer point they've had for the last six to eight weeks, they will drop it because they just realize that it's been purely based on flesh. There's no scriptural prescription behind it. You can never be firm in what you're asking God for if it's material. You can't even calculate money for the Lord. It's what you know you have seen. Like Pastor Corey was saying when he was here with us, there's not only money, money you spend. When you have to do things, there are times what do you spend? Relationships, goodwill, integrity. So you, think, you say, I need two million naira. God says, no, the way things are, you need only 500,000. Or the time you say you need two million, and the Lord is laughing. She is rent you want to pay with two million, Abby, for two years. Park into the house first. As soon as you park, you discover that the roof is leaking a bad way. They now discover that when it rains, there's one floor that passes behind the house that's going to carry away your fence. Because you're asking for two million there. Your need now is six million, can't you see? Do you get what I'm going to explain here? So you can't even calculate accurately for God. You just present your need to him. Listen, I need good accommodation. Father, supply it in the name of Jesus. And there's a scripture for it is prescribed. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. It means you will not be homeless. That's what it means. Who is the man that the sun spies by day and the moon by night? The one who's in the open. I used to wonder, how can the sun smite somebody by night? Sorry, how can moon smite somebody by night? It's a pain person. I you somebody that moon is painting before? Until I just realized that, no, what the Lord was saying, that you will not be homeless. Sun smiting you by day and moon by night is just talking about being exposed to the elements and being without shelter. So you prescribe that scripture. It's prescribed. You declare it. Then God will locate you in places that you did not even know existed. That is the only way you can be in agreement with yourself. The only way you can be in agreement with yourself is to keep your eyes on that which has been, has been prescribed. Once it's been prescribed by the Lord, then you can be firm in it. The manifestation now varies. I learned that long, long ago. If I need a new car or something like that, I know how to cast it over to the Lord. Lord, I need a new one. These are just the things about it, and I leave it. Now, I always like to tell the story of this car that I drive. Now, it's very funny. When I bought the car, I bought it brand new. The funny thing about it is that until that time, that didn't, it didn't cross my mind. You know, God gives me some kind of peace of mind. Things are too wonderful for me. I don't bother myself with them. Many of you have heard me give the testimony. How did I get the car? It was because I didn't have money. If I had the money, I wouldn't have bought it. Is you what I said? Isn't that strange? <laughs> you bought a brand new car because you didn't have money. Yes. The car was driving was misbehaving. Once you press the brake, it could quench. You know what they call brake and quench? So I told one guy, I wanted to give, you should help me buy a car. What, how will it, what will it cost for you? This, not now, this was many years ago. What will it cost for him to get me a car? He told me it would be two million naira, but he needs his cash. Ah! That time, look at the amount of money just calling like that. I said, lie, lie. No. If I had the money, I would have given him. 
but I did not have. So one day I was just driving. One, car, one brother was following me behind. So when we got to where we were going, he came and said, sir, I know your car, what's going on? You kept on stopping. I said, oh boy, it's not like I like to stop. <laughs> like they say in Warina, condition make crayfish bend for back. It's been straight before. If you see crayfish inside water, it's straight. Why don't smoke and you're covered like coma? And he just said in person, we can help you buy a cow. I said, what? So can I help you buy one? Say so my, my cooperative. We'll order one for you. Pay us more, small. You serious? Are you joking? <laughs> hey. First, I wanted a smaller one. My wife and I went to prize it. Then what were, what were prizing the smaller okay. And then unfortunately for us, unfortunately, in quotes, they only pay for brand new cars. All these token buttons, they don't understand it. Ah. That they just issue an LPO to the to Dana Motors. Dana would give them the car. They hand it over to me. Then we'll settle the bill over. Ah, I saw more. So I went to go and price the motor. I wanted a smaller one. I said, what about that other one? The price difference was just 200000 And I called the bro. said, hey, the one we agreed on, I've changed my mind. Let's make a long story short. One day I got a call from the manager at Dana. I said, where do you want your car? I said, after we talked, he said, oh, I said, okay, maybe we'll drop in. He called me one day. He said, well, that he has dropped the car in Port Harcourt. I should come and collect it. Can I send somebody? He said, no problem. I just called Tor Reverend. Reverend Inca, I said, please, can you go help me bring motor from Port Harcourt? Ah, hey, brand new motor. Why won't I want to go and help you bring it? <laughs> I just, you know, just made some documentation, get a copy of my license and all of that. So when you get asked for this person, honestly, I didn't, I didn't pray about it. I'm not lying to you. I didn't pray. It was not a prayer point. And when I got the car, there was only one other one in town. I remember it was a white one. In the whole of Enugu, there was only one other one. Because it was the latest model. It just came. In fact, the first one we priced was a model for the year before. When it was time to pay, 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 deliver it, the guy said, sorry, that he didn't give him final word on time, that he had sold everything to Anambra State government. So I needed to add more money to get the next year, the latest model. I think that, oh boy, now don't stretch me beyond. Thank you very much. I know they buy again. And I said, let me call you back. He come back after a while, give me a massive discount on it. Say, just because of the agreement we have had before, I give for the particular price. I said, thank you, sir. That's when he sent the car. I said, pick it up from Portacot. I won't lie to you. I didn't, there was no prayer. I said, Father, we join hands right now. In the name. What I was asking God for, if I had the Baba God, give me two million in cash. So I can pay for this. <laughs> Tukumbo, it was supposed to be Toyota Camry that time. But the guy said I had to give him cash. And I didn't have cash. God can do exceedingly, abundantly, far above what you can ask or think. Bear it in mind. Just make sure your prayer points are prescribed. Not what you desire, but what he has prescribed. You can have desires. No God can read your desires. I know the truth. He knows better than what you think you want. I don't know whether you're getting my point. There are people who are believing God for land in certain areas. Because when I open the other area, you will sell this one at half price. Just to get out. Many times, you know, you know Nigeria, you know, our sociology is very from that of America as an example. Sometimes I see people are rushing to 
One of the things I found out that in this life, eh, if you build a house too early, you get tired of it fast. In our country, I don't know about that. You know, abroad, it's easy to flip houses. You buy the house, you're tired of it, you sell it off, you go to another one. But in our country, we tend to be more tied to our brick and mortar. And I've seen many of my colleagues. Ah, what are you doing? Are you looking for? Why are you looking? I thought you had a house somewhere. That area is no good. But now you build the house. Yes, because when he was a young man in his early 30s, and like the next one must have a home and have a house, he struggled. The only land he could buy was place like that. He thought it was okay then. By the time he had lived there for some years and God had increased him, suddenly he realized that he can do far beyond this. He managed to squeeze his bungalow on 350 square meters. Now he can buy 2,000 square meters in a far better area than he's tired. What I'm telling you, I've seen again and again and again. That's why Christians must learn not to worry. Don't worry. Tell your neighbor, don't worry. Tell your neighbor, don't worry. There is no need to worry. Tell somebody else. Brethren, I just looked at my time. And I realized that there's a reason to go home. It is okay. The Lord is good. Ah. Agree with yourself. Amen. The only way you can agree with yourself is to base your prayer on that which is what? Prescribed. Don't let the flesh dictate your prayer points. Let the spirit dictate your prayer points. That way you will never doubt. Because it's locked on something that does not change. Which is the word of God. Let's rise to our feet. Let's give the Lord thanks. Let's say, Father, we thank you. Let's say, Lord, we thank you. Let's thank him for his word that has blessed us again this evening. Let's thank him for his word that has blessed us again this evening. Let's say, Lord, we thank you. Let's say, Lord, we thank you. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for insight. Thank you because we are being filled with the knowledge of your will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Lord, we thank you because as a result of it, we will walk in a manner worthy of you. We will please you in all respects. Thank you. We bear fruit in every good work and will increase in the knowledge of God. We worship you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. In Jesus' name, we have prayed.